Welcome to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business podcast, the place to be if you are a business owner, entrepreneur, or business leader wanting to take your business from good to great. Tune in as we speak with amazing thought leaders, CEOs, and business trailblazers about their journey, challenges, and successes. Here's your host and business innovation expert, Lynn Nicole. Being an effective business leader takes years of practice. The primary reason it takes so long is because effective leadership means being able to balance a number of skills, all of which require their own learning curve. In fact, skills isn't even the best word for it. They're really more virtues than anything else. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business podcast. I am your host, Lynn Nicole, and I'm here to bridge the gap between your passion and success for your business or idea. Good business leaders create a vision. They then articulate that vision, passionately own that vision, and relentlessly drive it to completion. On today's show, our featured guest, Derek Butler, CEO and founder of Crispy, has done all that and more. Hello and welcome to the show, Derek. Thank you, Lynn, glad to be on. Glad to have you. So I'm gonna go ahead and just kick us off by asking you first, what does minding your Black-owned business mean to you? Minding your own Black-owned business to me means that um, you are conscious of, of your business and who your audience is, and, and, and you are um, doing the very best that you can to present your business to not only a demographic of people, but also to provide a business that, that has value to them. Um, and you're connecting both um, you know, in person, online, uh, using multiple channels to reach your audience. And, and, you're, and you are um, absolutely uh, making your brand um, the best that it can be every single day. So tell me, who is Derek Butler? Uh, well, Derek Butler is a, I call myself a, uh, a futurist and a technologist together. So what that means uh, in my eyes is that uh, I'm a technology, uh, technology uh, entrepreneur that um, recognizes uh, trends in technology and, um, and takes advantage of them in regards to making them um, into businesses and, mm -hmm. and providing those businesses for people. I'm a third generation entrepreneur, meaning my grandfather uh, was one of the only black business owners in Columbus, Georgia, back when blacks didn't have businesses, if you know what wow. I mean. Wow. And, and he was able to build a printing company that, that covered multiple cities without a college degree and honestly without a high school education he was able to uh, build his printing company to handle uh, newsletters for all the churches back in georgia he literally had a letter press in the backyard and uh, me and my brother used to go around and, and drive him nuts by by moving the letters on the letter press and back back then it was a big deal and and uh and driving him crazy but we watched him work my mother then kind of had that blood and, and, and um, that kind of same uh, business mentality um, that, she, that my grandfather had. 
and she started uh, a publishing company, a printing and publishing company. And me and my brother worked there from the time that we were, man, that we could work <laughs> and assist my, assist my mom. And then uh, my brother and I both um, have companies that are in technology right now. And, and so this, this type of business mentality or, 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 or business idea or, or type of ways to create companies that, that provide value for demographics was handed down from generation to generation. And, and it's all that we saw. And so we thought it was normal <laughs> that you create a business and, and, and that you provide value and you have customers and you pr provide a product to them. And, and, and it wasn't until you get older that you realize that everyone doesn't have the same mentality. But, mm -hmm. but that is um, who I am in heart. I'm, an, I'm a, an entrepreneur that likes to provide a, a, a means or a product to a demographic of people and, and add value to them. Well, I'm curious to know, so your father, like you said, uh, yeah. is that business still alive and well? Because you no. said your dad, no? Okay. No, no. Um, my, um, my grandfather passed it on. Uh, and then my mother, not my dad, my dad was in the army. He has mm -hmm. a completely different mentality about work ethic and, 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 and actually me being raised or by a military uh, you know, officer um, also uh, added to my um, my, my ability to have ambition and hard work and ethics and all that stuff. But my dad was a military officer, but my mother is the one that was an entrepreneur. Mm. And, uh, and when she passed away, um, me and my brother decided not to take over the company. And so it just, you know, kind of faded back in Georgia. We decided not to go that route, but, um, but we grew up in that company and, and watching it grow. Well, it helped you out for who you are today. Absolutely. It really yeah. did because I literally um, saw my mom um, build a business from scratch and, 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 uh, and really communicate to her, to those clients on a weekly basis and, you know, pick up payments, drop off, um, you know, printed product, uh, which was the magazine. And I saw that every single week, whether I wanted to or not. <laughs> <laughs> so you had no choice in the matter, huh? No, no choice at all. <laughs> Sometimes we would, we would, like I look back now and we would just be so upset, like, oh my goodness, we have to go do this because, you know, instead of my mom, um, you know, taking us over relatives, she would bring us along with her and we'd go, you know, uh, along on the uh, client meetings Sometimes we, you know, sit in the car or, or um, wait till she got out. Sometimes she would take us in with her. And it was just like, oh, my goodness. You know, as a kid, you're like, oh, I'd rather be playing. Oh, my goodness. Why do we need to do this? But mm -hmm. then you look back now, you're like, I learned so many lessons of, about how to communicate to clients, how to talk to them, how to ask questions, how to um, uh, talk about things that were important to them because people all listen to one one, uh, one tune I always say uh, on the radio is WIFM, what's in it for them, right? Mm -hmm. Or what's in it for me? And, and so uh, I, I saw my mom practice those different tactics with clients and I do it to this day. It's funny. I think that's kind of fabulous though, because sometimes when it's hands-on, you just don't get that in schools when right. they're trying to teach you. I say that all the time and, and coming from a, uh, a person that, um, that 
you know, went all the way, you know, to, to get their bachelor's and, and then on to get my MBA. Um, there were so many things that I learned from hands-on experience and seeing it that you just don't get it in class when you're reading it in a book or talking in a, you know, with professors, et cetera. Uh, a lot of times what the book says is not the way it actually goes down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so many things from actually doing them or seeing people who are doing it, how they do it, because that's when the real accomplishments and, and progress happens when you're in the moment. Can you tell our audience a little bit about Crispy and what it is that you do? Absolutely. Thanks, Lynn. Um, so Crispy connects uh, clients with vetted, licensed barbers and hairstylists. Yeah, we're, we're kind of like Uber, if, if you will, for barbers and hairstylists, meaning that we have an application, an app, uh, both for Apple and Google, um, that allows um, people to download our application. And then if they uh, require wherever that client is, we've got a provider that will come to you to provide service. It's like no one has to leave their house nowadays, do they? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's, just, it's amazing because I've seen the trans, you know, transformation right in front of my eyes where it was, you know, everything was outside the home. And now there's so many things that are, are returning back to the home. Uh, in fact, I, I saw, um, you know, not only do I use DoorDash myself, you know, to get food delivered to the home for, you know, for me and my family, but also um, I, I just read an article about doctors returning to the home to provide medical service. Mm. And like, it's something brand new. And it's like, wait a minute, didn't they start? you know, from, you know, going to the house, but now they're returning <laughs> back to the house to, to uh, provide medical services. And I think that that is the, the moment that we're in, the time that we're in, where um, everything is returning back to the home. did crispy come from where did idea come from well then you know they say that necessity is the mother of invention it absolutely is true uh, because i was um in need of the service at at one time in my life i was actually in graduate school um, getting my mba and i was uh so busy because i was working full time uh juggling the family uh, i have a very um uh, busy social life as well as i'm involved in a lot of um, uh, social uh, organizations and a proud member of Cap Alpha Psi uh, being one of them okay. wanted to uh, find a way to uh, juggle everything and I could I found it very very hard you know when I was uh, you know when all that was going on in my life and I would continually text and reschedule and, and all these things with my with my barber the barber that I should have been using for you know 15 years so there was a relationship Right, there was a strong relationship, and and I and I and the person I really trusted and knew me, and so I didn't want anyone else at all to uh to you know to handle my hair uh, yeah. because I trusted this person, and and then everything kind of came to head when I finished the final on Friday night, 
And then I was, I was like literally looking around like, oh my goodness, my, my final is done. Thank goodness. But <laughs> tomorrow morning I have to jump on a plane because my favorite cousin was getting married and she was getting married in Vegas. And mm. I knew that I had to get home. I had to get, I had to get packed, get dressed. But in between there, I had to get my hair cut because I wanted to be able to go to the wedding presentable. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I reached out to my barber and I, I tried to uh, connect and actually he was going out of town too, you know, which happens. I get it. He's got a life. Um, but I found that, oh my goodness, I need this service right now. Um, I have to jump on the plane in the morning. What am I going to do? So I got, you know, I got uh, home. Uh, I talked to my wife. She looked at me uh, sideways up and down. My goodness, you're going to a wedding like that. <laughs> and I was like, don't worry, I am going to get this fixed, right? I'm, I'm the, the, the person that I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this, right? And so I'm, I'm going to handle it in Vegas. So I wound up get, you know, coming home, getting uh, packed. Uh, we jumped on a plane in the morning. I literally uh, went to Vegas thinking that I could handle this very quickly. But I found Lynn, that it was a problem that needed a solution. I went down to the front desk. They had no solution. I got on Google. I tried to, you know, Google went to Yelp, everything. I'm calling around. I find out that Saturday morning in Vegas is the last time that you need to be looking around for a barber. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And, and finally, uh, I connected to my cousin who actually lived there. And again, he said, oh, why don't you do that? And I'm like, hey, it just happened. He finally connects me with a barber and uh, he goes, hey, I found a barber for you. So I go out. And, uh, and go to this barbershop. I walk in, of course, no one knows me. I'm that stranger that walks in the door. Everybody turns around and looks at me. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is awkward. But I say, hey, I'm, I'm Derek. Um, my cousin calls and she, you could help me. And this guy way in the back says, oh yeah, Derek, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Randy's cousin, that's right, we got you. And he goes, that guy right there is gonna cut your hair. The guy that he pointed to was the only one in the busy barbershop that wasn't cutting. Oh. He was literally sitting in the in the chair, probably his first day, looked at me like he was surprised he was going to get a haircut. And then I was like, oh, no, not that guy. Even the regulars were looking at me and shaking their head. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I had to get a haircut from that guy. I had to tip him, too, by the way. And let's just say I went to uh, the wedding uh, with the haircut that there's still pictures to show uh, what, what that looked like. <laughs> And well, look at it this way. You so, didn't get this man, Let me tell you. Yeah, I said, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to go through that again. And I am going to have a solution, not just for me because I needed it, but I can't be the, well, at that time I said, I can't be the only one that's experiencing this, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out, Lynn, that I'm not. There are thousands and thousands of people that want on-demand service, and we're finding that out on a daily basis. Well, I'm here to tell you, it is a wonderful thing because you found a problem that people have. Yes. And you created a solution for that problem. Thank you. And that's really all it is when you want to become an entrepreneur. That is it. Find what someone is having or everyone is having and you try to find ways that, you know, you can expand on that and make solutions. And that's exactly what you did. I think that's fabulous. That's what we do as entrepreneurs. You know, it kind of goes, goes hand in hand with um, something I found out as a kid. I was like, if, if you can find a problem and provide a solution, then test it. 
and see and it just double check that and that's what they call MVP, you know, minimal viable product. And and then you, you put it out in the marketplace, not just to your friends and family, right? Because they're gonna they're gonna they're not gonna tell you the truth, truth, right? See if it solves solves the problem for them. And then if it does, bam, you got something. You got lightning in a bottle. You have a business. So I heard you say, because you're saying, you're mentioning a lot barbers and stylists. Now, is that your target market for Crispy? Yeah. So we are, um, uh, we're a technology company and our market clients um, as a demand side and, and providers or barbers and hairstylists as on the supply side. So our target market um, is, um, busy professionals, people that need on-demand service um, that only uh, require it from barbers and hairstylists. So we don't offer any other additional services um, as of today. We feel like that is a very um, uh, vast and profitable lane for us. So that's the lane that we that we currently reside in. That makes sense. Has Crispy had to adapt or even change at all due to this current environment? Uh, I would say yes, meaning the reason why is this new COVID-19 environment has, has changed our business and, 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 and this thing called pivot, meaning uh, you, you're going in one direction and, mm -hmm. and then businesses will pivot, right? They'll change directions because of need or demand. And, and, and so originally our market um, go to market plan was to go after hotels first. Mm -hmm. and, and we were, uh, you know, I landed some contracts with hotels and then um, and, and start um, seeing demand in that particular sector. And, and then uh, all of a sudden COVID-19 happened. And, and because COVID-19 happened, everyone knows what's happened to the travel and hospitality industry. It's been hit, I, I believe, like one, it is the hardest industry that's been hit. And, and because of that, we start pivoting. And, and, and that was something that we had to change as a business. We had to, to quickly adapt to that new COVID-19 environment. People weren't leaving their homes. And so people weren't traveling. And, and so I remember um, the day when I, when I was talking to the team, and I was like, we have to change the messaging. We have to go out and start communicating that we provide, you know, at-home services. And it was because of this switch in the climate and the environment. And as soon as we did that, we saw incredible um, demand for our product because the fact that there's still people um, at home and not leaving the house, not wanting to leave the house, and and people uh, what we call remote workers that are no longer in the office that still have to jump on video calls every single day with, with, with clients, with their own, with their own people. And, and so now we provide a service for the, for that audience, for that demographic of people. And we feel that um, we've been very, very successful uh, with the pivot and we continue to move forward uh, for that, with that direction in the future. 
Well, I, I think it makes a lot of people happy because I remember when they shut everything down and right. harbors and everything and yes. people were like going crazy. They were, I know. Oh my God, I started seeing five o'clock shadows I and know. everything <laughs> else on the news. Hey, there's this, this, this term called quarantine hair. It's real. It is real. It <laughs> is real. It's a real thing. <laughs> You're listening to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business Podcast. We'll be right back after this break. Statistics show that the most important asset as a successful business owner will be the relationships you build along the way. The elite conversations business community of seasoned and successful business owners and professionals will provide you a network of people with knowledge, resources, and the connections that can help take your business to the next level. Don't fall into the trap of frustration that results from being isolated and trying to figure things out on your own. Sign up for membership today and get connected with an awesome group of business owners, entrepreneurs, professionals, and influencers. To learn more about the great benefits of being a part of the Elite Conversations business community, call 301-257-5792. Have you heard about the new Black Business Directory? Welcome to Click Urban. Here, you can find hundreds of businesses owned by us. Whatever business professional you're looking for, they're right here. And the best part is, membership is absolutely free. Just go to www.theclickurban.com, sign up for a free account, create your free listing, and boom, you're done. Begin surfing the largest black business directory online and be seen by hundreds of customers and clients all in one place. Get exposure on all of the major search engines, including Google. Our innovative platform includes search engine optimization that will make your listing easy to find. This is the hottest new business directory created for us by us. Join today. Go to www.theclickurban.com. And now, back to Just Minding My Black-Owned Business Podcast with Lynn Nicole. What's the biggest surprise that you've had in the last few months? Uh, my big surprise, um, Lynn, is the number of people that are quickly adapting to at-home service. Because, just because it's so new, a lot of people, you know, for the first time, literally will get calls, uh, you know, in customer service and they're saying, I've never done this before. How does this work? Like, how do you do this? Like, this is a very new concept for a lot of people. And I've been completely surprised about how quickly people are adapting to this, to this new way of doing business of getting hair service. I, I believe that we're still in the infancy stage. I think that, you know, of course, there's a lot of people that we haven't reached yet, but I believe that this is the new normal. This will be the way uh, millions and millions of people get their hair done uh, moving forward. But I am completely surprised at how quickly people are adapting. It's, it's been a pleasant surprise to me uh, and to Crispy, our company. Well, I honestly think, you know, and, and I've said this on a previous um, podcast, that by the year 2040, everything will either be e-commerce yes. online 
Yeah. And 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 or on demand, like you say, because we as people in general, we like our stuff now. We don't want to wait. It's like right. instant gratification. We want it now. We want it now. <laughs> we, we become the Amazon uh, culture, right? Mm -hmm. The Amazon society where we want things tomorrow. We want them today. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was I was completely. Uh, I use Amazon. I'm an Amazon Prime member and. Um, and I love getting things same day. Like, what? I get that today? Mm -hmm. and, and when I see that, I'm like, yeah, I'll take it today. And I think that that is the new mentality. People don't want to wait. People want things today. And they want things delivered to them. And, and because we've become a very busy, we're a very busy society, right? Where a lot of multiple people are working, working long hours. And, and if we can use technology to make our lives a lot easier, that I think people are open to using. Yeah, it spoils us. It's not like we are not already spoiled as a country. <laughs> <laughs> You're just making it worse, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but in a good way, but in a good, good I'm just good. messing with you. <laughs> what would you say are the essential tools a small business needs to thrive and grow? In order to thrive and grow, a small business must, number one, um, have capital. <laughs> there, <laughs> there are so many small businesses that are undercapitalized when they start. Um, and, and that's really putting you behind the eight ball, in my, in my opinion, right? So you must, um, be, you know, before you start the business, there, there must be some type of um, understanding of what that first year looks like and then you, you in order to you know go into business you have to have that capital in order to do it a, a number of things happen especially in the first year a lot of testing happens uh, a lot of changing happens in our case a lot of pivoting happens mm -hmm. and if you run out of cash game over you're done right and mm -hmm. and so when you when you see the amount of businesses that fail in the first first year which is an astronomical number. Last time I looked, it was like 70, 70% uh, of businesses that fill in the first year. And, and then second year, if you somehow make it to the second year, there's a larger percentage that a lot of, a large percentage of small businesses, and I'm talking about small business, that, that fail, that don't make it to the second year or fail in the second year, right? And so those first two years are so critical. And, and, and in order to grow, uh, you have to have capital. You have to have that initial capital to be able to survive and to grow. Um, and then the next thing you have is you have to have clients. You have to have a demographic of people that will buy your services. And, and so you, you must have had to identify them through some type of testing, surveying, um, uh, polling, um, uh, free freemium, meaning give it to them for free just to try it. Um, so you must have identified and, and have a, 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 a group of clients of people that will buy your services, not, you know, and so those are really the two critical things. I really believe that the, uh, the tools that we use, the, the processes that we use, the technology that we use to become more efficient, those things can be added, right, or changed, and we do it all the time. But those two, the two things, which is capital and, and clients are critical for small businesses to get right in order to, um, to grow and to thrive. So you have a business, 
that is extremely close to the customers with stylists going into their homes and offices. Yes. And I'm real big on trust. So what are the keys to building trust with these customers? Absolutely. Thank you, Ren, for that question. What we believe is that they will trust uh, people that have been vetted and people that are licensed. And, and so what we try to, to, to show them in all of our messaging is that um, number one, he has our clients, number one, in mind. And so what we do is we make sure that, number one, that we vet it and onboarded our providers correctly. Uh, so we have a process for that to make sure that we have the right people that are part of the provider uh, ecosystem. Uh, the next step is we have to make sure that uh, they are licensed. And what that means is that um, we don't take anyone, no one is on our platform that isn't licensed. And if they are licensed, um, if they aren't licensed, then they can't come onto the platform. Uh, and if they are licensed, we also do a thorough check to make sure that they, they're, they're licensed a, a reasonable amount of time. Um, and so we, we go through a very uh, extensive onboarding program for our providers and we communicate that to our clients. Uh, we also have to um, train and, and make sure that they understand the COVID-19 environment that we're in. Require, um, I should say require, but we ask um, the providers to make sure that uh, they have masks, that they are protected. And then we also um, ask that the clients be protected as well, that they wear masks. And, and so when you look at those three things, you know, the vetting process, the licensing process, the onboarding, the COVID-19 education and training, uh, those three things being pivotal to providing that trust to our clients so that they can rely on crispy to provide demand service. Yes, because I just don't let anybody into my house. Right. And it's funny because we say this, we say it all the time. It's like, we, you know, painters, uh, plumbers, um, window people, uh, security people, ADT, et cetera, um, refrigerator people for appliances, Sears, et cetera. You know, all those people have been coming to the home for years. Mm -hmm. They've been coming to the house for years. They've, they've had a brand behind them, but they've been coming into the home. We've been allowing those people to come in. And, and I, would, I don't remember the last time, just for an example, when, um, you know, one of my appliances broke down and a Sears technician uh, came to the front door and I, I saw the person, I saw the Sears, I let that person right in the house, right? And, and, and that's how we've all been, you know, handling the, the people that are coming to the house to provide service. And so Crispy um, wants to be that next person, that next individual, that next provider, that next brand that comes into the house and provides service. And, and people have had years and years and years of conditioning in order to allow that next step to happen. And, I, and, I, and I'm truly grateful for it. Well, as an on-demand app, your company checks the box on several growing trends. Yes. Can you please share with us how you continue to learn in order to stay on top of the things in the tech, grooming, and on-demand industries? Absolutely. Um, I use a lot. I'm involved in a lot of associations in regards to uh, the, bar, the Barber Cosmetology Association, national associations uh, for, for each that provide a lot of information about that industry. Um, I'm also um, uh, connected uh, 
you know, on social media, and I follow them uh, to the show to get the latest news. Um, I have uh, a, a lot of uh, business owners that own shops that are friends of mine that I can call at any moment to ask a question to talk through. Um, and I'm, you know, as a technologist, I'm very, very connected, you know, being close to Silicon Valley uh, with a lot of um, technology uh, events. Uh, now they're all Zoom, but I will say I'm on two or three uh, events for um, small business and technology a week um, in order to make sure that I'm current on everything that's going on um, and that I'm constantly um, up to date on the, on the latest news in regards to those industries. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an avid or um, I'm an avid reader. I love reading books. Uh, is one of the things that I that I do on a uh, on a consistent basis, and uh, my Kindle is is always right with the with the newest book. Um, but I, I, I'm a true believer of continuous learning. I don't think that anyone should ever stop learning. I, I believe that people there's new things, new trends, new things happening to make things better in business, and um, and 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 I I, I really believe that um, you have to engage with those, um, those avenues to, to stay on the cutting edge. Because I, 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 at the, at the um, thing that I really be believe in is that uh, Crispy is a technology company. Um, so we have to be on the cutting edge of technology in order to make things better and, and more efficient uh, for our clients. Well, with everything that you just said, Derek, I just need to know, honey, do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a viable uh, I to, question. Lynn, I need I need to do a better job on that. I do, I do. I am uh I gotta admit that's that's where I need to do a better job. I need to to um but I do travel and I do vacation when it comes time to vacation. Um but when I'm working, I'm I'm working hard. Um uh, but yeah, I got I gotta do better on that part. Uh Lynn and I agree. Uh, I gotta find a way to get more sleep. <laughs> Can we talk about something that Crispy has tried that didn't work, what you did learn from it, and how did you adjust? Yeah, so um, there's something that we did try. We tried to, um, uh, we went online and we were doing a uh, type of, um, of, of post about uh, the benefits of being part of the crispy um culture right and 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 we were we were seeing like very little traction right we we're seeing little little likes and and comments etc uh and and it was a more more general so we weren't connecting to our demographic to our clients what they wanted to see <laughs> what they wanted to see was actual providers doing the work they wanted to see them in action they wanted to see who was doing it they wanted to see what type of styles could be done and and so we were originally very very generic in regards to how we were connecting and communicating to our clients and then it did not work it didn't work then we changed we realized uh we had a great um a person that was in the industry and then they came and told us hey this is what you need to do people want to see your work they want to see the providers and, and, and so we start using that type of posting and messaging. And now we started connecting to our clients and our clients were like, oh, okay, now I get it. So I can get on demand, but I can get this type of look and 
these are the people that are doing it and this is the quality that I'm going to get. And, and as soon as we started doing that, we started, we saw a huge uh, rise in, 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 in connections and interactions and comments and likes. And it, it showed us that, um, again, you have to connect to your clients, to your demographic. You got to know and understand what they're looking for. Um, and then you have to provide it. And that's how you get traction. That's how you get movement. That's how you get improvement. And it was a, a great lesson for us. Lesson learned, Sam. Yeah, yeah lesson learned. <laughs> it, it's like you always think you know what they want. You don't know. You don't know what they want. You have to ask them or ask someone that's got that has experience connecting with that audience. You got two really good ways to do it, right? But mm -hmm. you've got to find out what they they want, and then you have to provide it. And um, you can't think about, oh, this is what they want. No, no, that's not probably not going to be right. You have to ask them. You have to really understand what they're looking for, no matter how you do it, and then provide that to them in order to, to get progress and improvement. So what does the future hold for Crispy, Derek? Well, Lynn, uh, I, you know, I have, I have Crandall's, Crandall's uh, um, projections and, and things that I, I want Crispy to do in the future. Um, crispy number one. Um, I don't. Um, I don't see why uh, this type of service could not be available in multiple cities, multiple states across the country. So expansion is is absolutely one of the top things that I I see crispy doing. Um, I see also uh, crispy providing uh, new technologies uh, in this sector in regards to you know looking at the industry. And there's different type of uh, services that we can offer to both men, women, and kids that are coming in the future. Um, and also Crispy for Business, which is a huge sector that we are starting to get into. There's a number of corporations that uh, have remote workers. And, and so when you think about how that's being managed, uh, what type of um, hair services those corporations and companies could, could need, Oh, and organizations too, um, then Crispy can, can provide services there as well. So, um, so I, I believe that in the future, um, you know, Crispy, you'll see, you know, Crispy expanding, offering additional services and, and really launching our Crispy for business sector that I see, um, that I really have high hopes and, and, and dreams for, um, as uh, we continue to grow. Um, you know, for the years to come. My goodness, you got plans, honey. <laughs> plans, it's good to have. Yes. <laughs> Long-term goals, short-term goals, immediate yes. goals. You got to have a, you have to have multiple goals. And, then, mm -hmm. and, and this is one thing that a lot of people um, may, may know, but your goals can't be in your head. They got to be on paper. You got to write those goals down. And, and then you have to find ways to um, measure those goals and see those goals on a daily basis. One of the things that, that, that I, I still do to this day is I write down my short-term uh, goals and I, I literally write them down on a piece of paper and I hang them in, in, in the bathroom and I see them every single day. I, I literally write those down. They're visual. I read them every day. I see them every day. And I check them off when they happen. Um, 
And I think that that is a, a really powerful uh, tool for people um, because I believe if you can see it, if you can dream it, you can achieve it, right? And, I know and that's so right. I think that, you know, I, I really encourage people to do that because it works. Well, top three websites or blogs that you can't imagine your day without and give your reasons. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> my three top blogs are um, Neil Patel. Neil Patel is number one. Neil Patel by far is number one. Neil Patel is an SEO uh, guru. Uh, he is uh, behind uh, some of the largest tech, tech companies in the world. Um, and, and he is um, instrumental. And if you don't understand what S, uh, search engine op optimization is, uh, it's, it's how Google finds you. And Google is still king. No matter what anybody says, Google is still king in regards to uh, being found online. And, and, and so I rec rec recommend Neil Patel, Billy Jean, which is uh, a digital marketing person. Um, he is uh, based in San Diego. He's got a, a great blog and a podcast. And then uh, my mentor, Damon John, who is an incredible brand guy, you know, when it comes to, you know, the, you know being um, all about the brand and being able to um, expand your brand. Um, I, I absolutely recommend Damon John. Everyone knows him from FUBU, but he really has uh, transferred, transformed his brand to reach so many different sectors. Not, not just clothing, but to be really an international brand. And you, when you understand his, his humble beginnings uh, <laughs> of where he started and, and, and where he is now, um, he's, he's, he's uh, very inspirational to me and, and, and a, a motivation to, to uh, me every single day. have you discovered to keep you focused and productive in your day-to-day -day busy schedule? Yeah, thanks, thanks for that question. Uh, I, it's, it's funny because I still use the same system, even though I'm a tech guy um, and I, I use mobile phone for Evernote, like, you know, as I said before, um, I've got a hot list that I have on a piece of paper of things that I have to accomplish that day. And literally I'll write those things down on a, on a piece of paper every single day. And I know that hey, these are the things I have to get done. Even though I have my Evernote list that's ever growing, I have a hot list of things that have to get done. And I make sure that by the end of it was done. And that's how I stay focused. That's how I stay on track. Um, so it's my hot list that, that keeps, me, keeps me organized. It's called the hot list. Yes. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like that. It's just pen and paper. Well, you know, like I said, we're spoiled. Everything is. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants pen and paper. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> but it's kind of funny, you know, we go back to how it, we used to do things. It's right. so much more simpler. Yeah, it is. Oh, and it, it keeps me focused, right? I sit on a piece of paper, I, I check them off each one. I always keep my uh, main list in Evernote because I, you know, I use that daily, but uh, I use my hot list to keep me focused. I take care of those top tens and then I go on to the next day. And uh, if by chance there's something that didn't get done, I'll move it to the top of the list of the next day. And then, and I keep it short too, right? Short. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's not 15, 20 things on that list. It's just 10 things on that list that are on my hot list. And, and that allows me to, to move forward every single day. Mm, I can't do that list thing because I feel like my hot list would be more than 20. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never get anything done. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. With COVID, as you know, um, yes. it's a lot of people being laid off and losing yes. their jobs and looking sure. for work and looking for opportunities to make yep. money. And being an entrepreneur yourself, Mm -hmm. what are some things to consider before jumping into a new opportunity? Because right now people are on the hunt and they're just like, they'll take anything that they can get, mm -hmm. but they still want to be wise and make effective decisions. If you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would recommend, and this is kind of going back to what you, what you said by, I think you said 2040, um, mm -hmm. things will be either on demand or online. And, and I would take this opportunity now, um, to see if you can get a, a business going. If you have an, a, 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 an idea or a, a inclination or, or you have some type of need that you, uh, you've seen some type of need that needs to be filled, see if, you know, if it's SaaS, uh, sales as a service, um, or, or uh, e-commerce, um, or, you know, whatever that um, you have in, in mind, see if you can get that going because if you can get that going get that online business going then that will get you away from needing to uh you know to have a job right and so if you could take that time and just and, and just put a little bit of effort in every single day um then you can you'll be better off when everything really switches over to online if that is not an option for you then i would also uh recommend one of the biggest lessons that that I've learned in my life is um, try to stay away from taking something for now. And I know that sounds easier said than done, but look at taking opportunities that are going to help you just now, but in the future. And a lot of times people will just, oh, I'm just going to get something quick. And, and, and what that does is it takes you off of your original path, right? Or whatever path that and I believe everyone has a path and a, and a reason for being on, on planet earth. Um, and, and so if you are one that just takes that quick, quick job, it could be something that takes you completely off of the path that you're trying to get to. So um, I would, I would try to take some, even if it's less money. And I know that sounds, um, you know, it's very hard to do in some in people's life, but if you're taking something, make sure that it's in line with where ultimately you want to be right um and and i think that uh a lot of people will look at look at the money then they'll take the money then they'll be unhappy and then they'll wind up quitting that job or leaving that job and then they'll be further behind instead of 
taking a job that's going to get them to where they want to be. That might be a little bit less money, right? But it's still in line to their to their true path, and 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 they'll be more happy and productive, and allow them to get to that 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 ultimate point, if you will, quicker and faster. And 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 I you know I I am a strong believer in that. Top three places on the globe that you haven't conquered yet, but would love to. Top three places that I have not conquered on the globe, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. We're going uh, worldwide now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do believe that uh, I'm an I'm a avid traveler. I am, a, and, and it's one of my passions. I love to travel, right? Um, and, and so on my, on my short list uh, is Bora Bora. Mm. Uh, I would really love to go to France. And uh, my next one is um, Barbados. No, don't say it. Don't say it is so. That is my one number one uno. Let me tell you <laughs> that I must go to. And I've been wanting to go since I was 18. Really? Yes, Barbados. Why, why for you? I think it stems from when I was younger and my mother went without me. <laughs> it was like, I wanted to go. How are you going without me? You know, like when she went to the Michael Jackson concert without me. Oh, no. how is that possible? How's that possible? <laughs> really, though. <laughs> and without you, too. I can't exactly. believe it. <laughs> so I feel like I've missed out and I just need to go. Yes. It's meant to be. I mean, it's I can't, I, for obvious reasons, I can't well, do the Michael Jackson thing, but I can definitely do Barbados. Right. And on my on my fourth list, because and I should have it in my top three, but I've never been to Africa. I want to go to Africa. Mm. I want to go to Africa. I want to. I it it, it calls me, and I I I literally, um, you know, I've I've had dreams of being there, you know, and I and I really want to go there. Um, and it's gonna be. Um, it's gonna be more, it's gonna be so huge. You know, I I I I hope that it lives up to my to my dreams, right? But um, it's one of those experiences that I that I, I believe that will change you uh, as a person, right? When you go back to to Africa and the motherland and you experience that firsthand, um, so I I do look forward to that too. Well, I will say this, Derek, I got you beat on that one because I went to South Africa. Did you? Yes. How was it? Oh my God. We were there for 19 days. Oh my goodness. You know, it says it takes 20, what, 21 or 22 days to build a habit? Well, let yes, me just tell 21 you. 21 days, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I was there for 19 days oh. with my husband and my daughter, and it was awesome. And I, I truly believe everyone, people of color, if they're able, needs to experience and go there because you are correct yes it will change you because i came back a totally different person wow. okay to uh -huh. the point where we want to retire there oh my goodness that is the goal the ultimate so goal it had that type of effect on you oh my goodness everyone you look at looks like your cousin or <laughs> you just feel automatically that you are home and they embrace you even more so because not a lot of African-Americans from the States right. to 
Africa, South Africa at all. So when they see you, they're like, oh my God, you're here. And they are just so happy that we're there. You're, you almost become celebrities. <laughs> and let's not talk about the food, okay? Oh, Look, I'm about to hijack food? this whole interview. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't go there because I'm a foodie. You got to be careful now because I'm serious. I get serious about my food now. No, no, no. You don't understand. <laughs> we're out here. Everything is mass produced. Uh-huh. Out there, everything is fresh. So like the apple juice, real apple juice is supposed to be a rose color, not this brown what? color that we have. Uh-huh. Okay, all the food that is coming to you is practically gourmet. It is absolutely beautiful. So yes, I think that should be in your top three, not number four. Okay, thank you. And you definitely I'll take France out and experience put it. In. <laughs> mm -hmm. We did the safari. We did all of it. It was. It was oh, awesome. you did the safari too. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness, that is my dream. I oh my goodness. Well, we did it for six days and nights obviously and then we went on our own my husband we rented a car driving on the other side of the road oh yeah that's got to be an experience in itself right yeah tell that to me and my anxiety pills <laughs> <laughs> just was like oh my god <laughs> yes okay i digress you're listening to the just minding my black owned business podcast we'll be right back after this break Hello, this is Antoinette Blake, the DE Diva, AKA the Delaware blogger and host of Blog Your Way to a Business Profit. Every Wednesday at 1 p.m., I come to you with blogging tips and branding trends that will turn your passion into a profit. Did you know that a blog is a platform for sharing your values, your core messages, and unique perspectives? Because people who find value in your words will share them with their family, friends, and followers. A blog is your home base. It's the foundation of your online brand. So every Wednesday at 1 p.m., make sure that you tune in to Blog Your Way to a Business Profit with your host, Antoinette Blake, the DE Diva, a.k.a. the Delaware Blogger. Have a beautifully blessed day. And now... Back to Just Minding My Black-Owned Business Podcast with Lynn Nicole. So Derek, I understand you have an offer that you want to present to our listeners in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yes, uh, Lynn, we do. We have an incredible offer for the listeners of Just Mind My Own Business, Black Business, in the San Francisco Bay Area. The first caller uh, that, that calls in is going to receive a free haircut from Crispy, no matter what type of haircut that is. So that's a great offer. And then everyone else uh, that calls in for the month will receive 30% off that service and will use the promo code 30, that's 30JMMBOB. Uh, those people that use that promo code will get 30% off. And we just want to thank you and the listeners um, for opportunity to be on your show. And uh, we look forward to booking some appointments with them and providing them with exceptional on-demand hair service. So do you have a number that they can call in, that yes, person? Absolutely. The number would be 
844-574-7774. Again, that number toll free is 844-574-7774, 844-CRISPY. Well, before I let you go, uh, what is the best way for our listeners to contact you? Yes, thanks, Lynn. Uh, so I am, uh, again, thank you for allowing uh, me to be on and talk about Chris. Um, you can count, uh, pretty much contact me on all the socials. I'm uh, the real Derek Butler on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you want to uh, send me an email, uh, you can send it to info at crispy.com. Um, that is the best way to reach me. And again, I, I, I really have a passion for helping uh, small businesses, helping them, uh, you know, not only find their customers, but helping them grow. And I'm, I'm available to assist uh, whenever possible. Awesome. Thank you again for coming on. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation. It was awesome. Thank Loved you. it. I appreciate it. I got to see those pictures. Remind me, please send me some. And uh, I, now I'm moving that Africa up to my top three. You can visit. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody needs to go to the motherland. Let me tell you. Yes. Before I wrap things up, I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to Elite Conversations Podcast Media for producing my podcast. They are the engine behind what I do. To learn about their powerful podcast community and their tremendous podcast services, you can go to EliteConversations.com backslash my podcast. All right, guys, that wraps things up for today. Thanks for joining us this week on Just Minding My Black-Owned Business. As always, please share, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you do use. Thanks for listening. And remember, the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. See you next episode. You've been listening to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business with Lynn Nicole podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like more information on any of our stories or would like to know how to get involved and share your story, head over to our website at theclickurban.com to contact us. Have a great week, and we'll see you next episode.